Hey, everybody. It is me, Mike Catherwood. And one thing I know is that we all are short on time and we're all doing our best to save money. Okay. That's kind of part of the deal of living in modern America. That's why it's so important that you take advantage of honey. Honey is a fantastic tool that you can use on your computer, on your phone, and it really does take all of the busy work out of responsible shopping. It takes it out and it does it for you. Honey is a great way for you to find the best deal and to save money on everything you purchase online. Over 40,000 different companies and retailers. That's who Honey works with. What you do, go to joinhoney.com slash high and you get yourself Honey. You can put it right there on the toolbar on your computer or you get the app and it finds the best deals for you. It finds out how you can save money and it applies those savings at checkout. It couldn't be any easier. It's really just two steps and it's quick and it's free and it's there for you. There's no reason why you shouldn't use Honey. It's a great company and we're so proud to have them be a part of the high and dry experience. And I, I can't say enough good things about this product. There's really no downside. Sometimes things are too good to be true and you just want to find the fault. There's no fault in Honey. It saves you money. It's quick it's easy, and you don't have to do any work. It does all the work for you. So go to joinhoney.com slash high and get yourself hooked up with Honey and do yourself a favor, save money, save time, live a happier life. Hey, everybody. We're here again, high and dry. Holy shit. Extra <laughs> special setup. Yeah, no, it's a big deal. It's a confusing deal today because I'm doing a show and a show inside a show. Very so, meta. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at or what, whose show <laughs> I'm actually on. But pretty sure it's going to be a couple. You just be you. I'm going to try and focus out. on that. <laughs> we have a guest. Yes. It's your fault. Ah. I mean, I guess, you know. <laughs> Daphne? Wait, what am, I, what, am I calling you Daphne? Yeah, I… We can it's go by late. Daphne today. I mean, it's too late now, but I'm known by many names. So, right. Which I mean, is fine. We already, yeah. we already talked about that. You're a performer. <laughs> yeah. So when you perform, you have a performance name. Yeah. Milton Burrow. Uh, yes, <laughs> I go by Milton Burrow. It's the sexiest name I could ever find, you know. Well, you said two names, though. Yeah. So I used to dance as Carmen. That was just the easier one. But ever since I, like, you know, just started, like, fully just dancing. Um, instead of like having to like, you know, sell lap dances as well, I started dancing as Fine China. It was just my way of being funny and like making fun of the guys who come in and ask me like their first question being, what's your ethnicity? And me just like telling them like, oh, it's, you know, I would let them guess and whatever the first thing they say is, is, you know, was my ethnicity. So there's guys that are out there that think I'm Thai or whatever. And I'm just a different person to all these different people that have come in. So it was my way of like low-key trolling them. Hmm. So I like yeah. that. So you don't, <laughs> you're saying you used to give lap dances and now you don't? I mean, I still do if the right person comes along, but I don't, I mean, you know, that was like, for me, I'm like more of a stage set girl. Like I'm do, I'm more of a performer. Um, and so for me, like it's, you know, now it's more so like by request. I mean, 
but you're saying by request seems like a lot of times if it's somebody you don't feel like doing a dance for, then you're just like, sorry, I don't do that. Yeah. That, so you, yeah. Or I just hide in the back room so they can't find me. Because they do. <laughs> Once they get their eye on somebody, they kind of… Yeah. They hunt you down. Yeah. Or, well, I mean, most of the time you have to like hunt them down and like sit up, get real cozy with them and be like, hey, how's it going? What's your right. name? I don't really care, but you know, like… You're selling yourself. Like, yeah, you know, but like… I'm terrible at that. I'm like a super awkward human. So like for me, I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, you know, and so for me, um, I would rather just do what I do on stage and just chill in the back and kiki with the girls and, you know, and if someone wants a private dance, then they're going to have to come up and talk to me. It is really weird because you're, you're a performer. That's what you love doing. That's yeah. what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um. But it'd be like, Jason, if every time we did a show, we had to do a contract negotiation first. That'd be a bad Like, you know idea. what I'm saying? It's like so strange. Like, you also have to take on this role in order to do your performance, which is what you really want to do. You also have to be this kind of like yeah, the salesman. It's weird. It's just, it's a strange thing. But, you know, I guess it comes with the territory. I've I seen you, because I follow you on Instagram yeah. and shit. Um, I've seen you work a lot on, like, pole dancing. Like, yeah. you, you put a lot of effort in recently. Yeah. And you started this your own event mm-hmm. was that all at the same time like did you st- you say you were going to start your own event and start working like way more hardcore at being a, a dancer <laughs> um well i mean lead into that it kind of just it's first i started off like well i went through a breakup and i was like what can what is some like activity i can do to take my mind off of things okay and um i started pole dancing um because you know of course, you know, like most girls, we go into Jumbos, like the legendary strip club, well, Bikini Bar, and um, was just so enamored with like how fierce those women were and like how much they own their femininity. And so went to Be Spun and started learning how to pole dance. And, you know, that was my way of, because there's no <laughs> space for a lot of trans women to dance. Like that did was you think my you were gonna? Did you think you were learning so that you would get a job at Jumbos? Ideally, I mean, I've was wa- there that was a, a space. You was know? there a, a trans girl working at Jumbos? A long time ago. So you already be. knew that if you had the moves, that Jumbos would be a place that would potentially accept you. Ideally, yeah. Is that a, is that a rare thing for the trans girls to to think that if they can go into into the strip clubs? Yeah, I'm. O- well, are you openly trans? I mean, I'm pretty openly trans. Like, you know, like the only nights that I worked were trans only nights. Okay. I haven't like, you know, I've gone into different clubs, super stuff to try and audition and dance. But like, you know, I know girls who have done that before. Like a lot of trans women have done that before, but it's super dangerous because, you know, if the other girls feel catty enough, they'll use that and weaponize your identity against you to either get you in trouble with management, uh, get like, you know, customers will like, you know, react like sometimes super violently to that. And so it's like really dangerous uh, most of the time. See, that would be not the main reason, but right up there with the main reason why I talk about your club. Because I feel like your night is, Jolene Mm -hmm. is… A reason, you don't have if you don't want to get a dance from a trans girl, that's fine. Yeah, that, that's like saying I don't want to get a dance from that girl over there because I don't like her hair. Yeah, yeah. I don't like a brunette. Fine, yeah. great. Yeah. But to get angry or get violent or feel like you've been, you know, that's just people need to get past 
you're like you're a girl or a woman, sorry, but you you and you and like you said, <laughs> like they you you find that attractive what they're doing. It empowers you. You think it's going to empower you because you see that it empowers them. Mm-hmm. So you're not allowed to do it. Is it really that offensive? Because to me, I don't. I know a lot of people. They'll never admit it. But not only do they not uh, find you offensive, they like you. They want to get a dance off you. They just don't want anybody else to mm-hmm. think right, different think- of them. Yeah, which is, you know, the more I talk about it, the more I talk about it without looking like I need to hide after I talked about it. Yeah, it's. Everybody should be in there. Yeah, you know every every kind of girl should be in there. That's like I want to see girls dance. I want to see every girl dance, yeah. not one kind. And I mean, that's why I started my night because, like, you know, I wanted to sort of work on changing that stigma of trans women, not only on our end, but also the like, you know, attraction to trans women. Um, And that's why I do a half and half lineup. That's why I have half cis women, half trans women. So that way it's like at the end of the day, it's a bunch of hot babes on stage. And it shouldn't matter what type of like person it is. It's just a hot babe on stage. I really don't like uh, white (laughs) people with dreadlocks. Like I feel like they got poo on their head. (laughs) So if a girl has dreadlocks and she's in the strip club, I'm not a fan of that. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want her… To like touch me with her poo hair. <laughs> and I know that her poo hair is hitting the pole. So everyone's got shit on them in this club. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, you know what? Ma- upper management. You need to get her. She's, she or, likes, or she even likes worse, her dreads. Or even yeah. worse, which is a, a very uh, unfortunate reality for you. It's like, wait for them in the parking lot after and beat them up. And that's what has happened to yeah. girls who go in and work stealth. Or like, I know girls who have said <laughs> like, there will be girls that will be catty and say, oh, she's like, use that as a way to like put another girl down when she's not trans. So it's like, it creates this like animosity. Um, But again, like that's why I do my night just so it's like, it shouldn't fucking matter. Like you go to a buffet, like there's going to be a bunch of different foods. You're going to, some people might hate sushi and they're not going to eat it. But like, how do you go about getting that night? Like at Cheetahs, I used to go to Cheetahs all the time. The, some of the girls that worked that night when you were there are the girls that I would I was going there to see. Yeah. Um, Did you approach them and say, I want to do the night? Um, well, so I was, the way I got started dancing was there was a trans-only night that happened um, at Cheetahs before. That's sort of where I got started. And it was just kind of, eh, that was my intro to dancing. And it was, you know, run how like most strip clubs are run. And this one particularly, I feel like was super exploitative of a lot of the trans women that were there. Um, And then I ended up dancing in Portland for a trans night. And that was just a world of difference, like how much more uplifting it was. Um, And even though it was a better space, like I felt like there was something a little bit missing. And so when I came back, I wanted to do a night that was just Instead of like exploiting or just simply fetishizing, what do you mean ex- also- exploiting? Because I feel like I was there at those nights. Oh, you for definitely the, were <laughs> for the tranny strip night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, he, you're he, saying he tranny would, strip night? Well, that's what it was. Yeah, called. that was what it was called. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, first off, in the name, <laughs> well, how come you all didn't say, "Hey, don't call it that"? Yeah, don't call it that. I'm not gonna. How come everybody agreed to show up? To- well, because we were new we didn't know that there was there could be better like i didn't know that personally that there could be better and until i knew that there could be better and until you know my friends encouraged me and i 
like was inspired myself to say like, hey, this is enough. Like I don't, I want to like conceptualize it and do something, you know, that's more uplifting and more celebratory was when I was like, oh shit, like I actually kind of hate this. I mean, I hated the marketing from the first soft standpoint because it was just, you know, it was just… Kind of gross, it, it, right? It, well, that, honestly, it really, I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. Yeah. I would think, <laughs> yeah. that, I would think that that's even just as much, if not even, a bigger concern for you mm. uh, than the than the stigma and the mm. negative kind of feelings towards the trans community yeah. is the fetish kind, the the way that a lot of straight men mm-hmm. fetishize, yeah, trans women. You know, where where they almost look at them as uniquely sexual objects that aren't human beings. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and that's kind of the way yeah. I see, unfortunately, hear a lot of guys talk about it. Yeah, and that's how I felt that night was. So mm-hmm, Definitely. Uh, after going to Portland and seeing like, you know, when I was up in Portland and danced for this night called, first off, it was super cute because um, the guy who runs it was a male stripper up in Portland. And he called the night trance. And I was like, oh, that's hella cute. Like, you know, like, let's figure something out. And so… That sort of inspired me to like think, okay, what's a creative way to like, you know, not only get just the chasers in, but also get like, you know, there's people out there. There's people, I'm a firm believer that, you know, even in the midst of all this like social justice warrior identity politics stuff, there's people who are genuinely allies who want to help, who, you know, want to be present for the community that just don't know how. So I was like, how can I make it? you know, a show where everyone feels like they can get involved. Um, and so, you know, I came back and I first did a, you know, more of like a burlesque show there um, that was, you know, trans-centered that also included, you know, other different types of performers. And then I was just like, no, I want to do an actual strip night because for me, I found dancing super liberating. Um I mean, I found it when I was going through a lot of bullshit, Mm -hmm. um, you know, mentally, emotionally. And that helped me. And like a lot of the girls I met um, at the other night, um, you know, wanted to do something too. And the guy sort of dropped the ball on it. And so I approached Cheetahs after he got, he actually got axed from Cheetahs because he tried to get my night shut down, Mm -hmm. saying that Cheetahs was like his space. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah, and I was, and that was when I was doing just a burlesque show. And I'm like, we're doing two different things. Like, yeah. you can have your strip night, but I'm doing like a burlesque show type. Then moment. you just took his night and made it a strip night. Um, I didn't really take his night. He got himself axed, and I just did something that I felt like would be more uplifting and more celebratory. Like he can keep his we, own. We thing, all know, you know that you had him killed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is I did not have him killed. <laughs> would you want like a club that was every night? It was a trans club. I mean, I would want to do a night where it was just when you go in, it doesn't it. It shouldn't matter if a girl is trans or cis. I just want a I night where. I don't understand why it has to be one night. Like strip clubs are open every night, eh? Yeah, I mean, so that's why can't the goal. They all be there every night. That's the goal. True. You know, that's the goal to great. have a bar where like you come in, uh, and it's a dive bar like kind of vibe, but like people come in for the drinks. But the girls are also there too, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, Port- I'd be there a lot. Portland's yeah. really the winner when it comes to that setup, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, Portland is interesting because it's like the best way to… Um, like, I guess from what I learned about Portland, the best way to open up a restaurant or anything is that 
you can have a strip club too. So it's like yeah. almost like you have entertainment in there too, you know. Um, and I first got started as a performer like in doing drag shows and things like that. And I started to feel out of place in drag shows because, you know, they hold us, the trans women, up to the standards of like the RuPaul's Drag Race Queens. And it's like, especially being a marginalized community, you don't have all the resources that you, like you don't have TV money to like buy like, like 200, like $600 wigs, you know, things like that. Um, and so I started to feel all place and that's when I started stripping and I just- That just felt right there. with you. Yeah. That's I could awesome. just come in, be myself to an extent or like be a more glamorized version of myself and, you know. Do you think you'd be a good stripper, Mike? Probably not. No. Why not? Um, because, uh, like dancing and movement of my body is where I'm most self-conscious and, and not confident. I'm sure uh, you could learn. And, uh, I love to dance <laughs> for comedy's sake. Like yeah. if you, if, if you're like, get up there and, and entertain us and pretend to do a magic mic thing and yeah. we'll all laugh and it'll be great. And, I could do that. No problem. Well, then but do it, that. Then you, take your pants off. Uh, right now? No. Oh. <laughs> when you're, you do so that exact thing. I could do that. Right. I think yeah. I'd be. I think I could be good at everyone really having a good time and laughing at me. I don't think I could be honestly. So you would be like. I don't think I could be very sexually attractive as a stripper right. at all. So I think that stems from your whole like weird body shame yeah, thing yeah. that you it have. Is. No, it's definitely true. But maybe maybe through dance, like if you did what she did and took like a private class and like learned and owned your movement and your I'm body more, you might be more comfortable with yourself. Where it's half trans girls and half dudes. <laughs> So interesting. Oh, I mean, Daphne, Daphne, you can hang out, but it's my night, and you know, I'll do it at another club. I'm not trying to take your shit or anything. <laughs> but Mike and I are going to be fuck yeah, huge. I mean, I'll definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I mean, crazy you, private. You asked me straight out. Do you think I'd be good at it? And I, the answer is definitely no. I'm coming. <laughs> on you. If you get a lap dance with me, I'm coming on you. Oh my Sweet. god! I mean, that's, that's commitment. Yeah, that's money, right. That's commitment. As long as you're charging the right amount for that sort of extra in I'm a club, cheap. I don't even care. <laughs> like, depends, how, depends on how late it is. It's actually, a, it's actually a good question. Like, how much of being good at stripping is about dancing, I and mean, how much of it is just presence? Um, you know? I, to be honest, like something that I learned really quick from just going out to different clubs and just watching is that. You can know all the tricks, but like if you have no flow, if you have no stage presence, you're still not going to get a lot of money. Like yeah. people will be like, ooh, ah, like she did the trick. But like if you can't, like you can get like so much money thrown at you for doing a drop split more so than you would doing like a fucking iron X, which is like a move where you're just hanging off from the side of the pole with just your arm. You so know. it's like almost yeah. like uh, so a lot crazy. of people talk about guitar players. <laughs> yeah. I could never do like, that. You could be the craziest, you know, most technical super shredder guitar player. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't like have soul, you know, some guys that yeah. they may not be technically the best, but they have like like real kind of soul and, and, and feeling to their playing. Like it's probably similar, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I feel like it's what matters the most is having the stage presence. Like especially… If you're a stage set heavy girl, a lot of the girls who are really good on stage sets have that stage presence, mm. are able to engage with the audience. Like you're able to make eye contact with someone and seduce them essentially. Right. I mean, you're selling the fantasy on stage. How, you know? I, every, I'm sure every performer to a, a larger or lesser extent deals with being nervous when oh, they yeah. start performing. 
was it even more amplified for you being a trans performer because there's that extra kind of layer of of scrutiny you know going in because mm -hmm. there's there's going to be stereotypes yeah. going to be taboo there's going to be you know, fetishizing yeah. all that mixed into one on top of yeah. just the the nerves of performing in front yeah. of people i mean to be honest i wasn't really that nervous because like i got started you know as a drag performer when i was still identifying as male I got, you know, I also was involved with a lot of, like, uh, the ballroom community. So, like, you know, the most judgmental people, I feel, are gay men. So, like, if I could <laughs> deal with that, then, like, it didn't really matter what yeah. else, you know. The ballroom community? <laughs> so, like, you know, Making where sure in your pants there's enough of a rise oh, so that you have room yeah. in your balls. I'm like, what? Yeah, the that one. Yeah. But no, ballroom like, dancing. Like, that's no, what no, I no, thought no. you were talking about. Not ballroom <laughs> dancing. So, it's like, so ballroom is like, um, you know, where it's, have you seen Paris is Burning or Pose? I've seen Pose, yeah. Yeah. So, it's sort of, it's the, you know, it was a movement that was created in um, Harlem and the East Coast. And it was um, because, you know, a lot of drag pageants were so like were so very Eurocentric and were really racist, and it pushed a lot of the um, Latino and Black um, queer community, trans community out. Like, you know, if you watch Pose, like for the longest time, like if you you could only go into certain clubs if you were a white gay male, and if you were trans, if you were a leather guy, or if even if you were a drag queen, you weren't allowed in those spaces because you were like a red flag because of how awful things were, you know, especially with the police raiding bars and whatnot. Yeah. And is that, was that a product of the, the, the club owners or do you think the communities themselves? Oh, the community the itself. Latino yeah. and black community aren't necessarily the most queer friendly, you know? Uh, no, it was because the white gays didn't want anyone that would be like a red flag. Okay. And so they got pushed out. And so um, they started their own sort of pageants. And it was like almost like, again, a celebration of the people. There were categories. So like there was like, you know, one of the big ones that they talk about is like, you know, there's realness, you know, how well you can pass, how well you can blend in. Yeah. There's like runway, um, which is like, how much can you emulate a runway model? Vogue is the biggest one, which is, um, you know. Posing. Not just posing, but it's it started off as just posing and like emulating those like huge magazine um, like models. Yeah. Um, but it's just evolved over time to something that's just its own. It's amazing. Like, it's like if pose you, dancing, right? Like it like flows into different to an a, a to a extent. Like there's like five different elements to like Vogue. There's like hand performance. There's floor performance. Uh, the catwalk, the duck walk, and then the spins and dips, and like I want to know what a duck walk yeah, is. Uh, <laughs> it's it's you just have to like look up these like Laomi is like a uh, she is a like world renowned like um, voguer. It's just something that you know you have to look up and see, or even like come out, go out to a ball, do especially. They still do Oh, absolutely. This, like in yeah. LA? In, in LA, they do. That's so cool. Uh, New York is like the mecca of ballroom. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so, you know, walking, like when I was doing ballroom um, and involved with that, my categories I walked was like face and runway. And like when you have like these people scrutinizing like every little detail of you, it's like it sort of like builds up this like 
you know, confidence in yourself that like, if I was able to do this, like confront my fears of being judged by a panel of people, then I can just go out in the world and give a fuck about someone who's I'm interacting with for five seconds, you know? Right. That's great. And so that just, a lot of that confidence from like drag performance and ballroom just carried on into how I, you know, was able to start dancing. Do you, did you have anyone sort of mentoring you and helping mm-hmm. you when you got into all of this? Um, yeah. So, um, I, so at my studio, Be Spun, I, you know, I'm super humble. I fucking, I'll, I clean floors and like, you know, answer the phone and sit at the front desk so I can, because I can afford a membership. Um, and um, one of the benefits or perks of doing that work trade program was that I, we had to pick someone to mentor and the person that ended up mentoring me is Jordan Kensley. Um, and she used to also dance at Jumbos. Um, but she's mentored me a lot. She actually, you know, a lot of the concepts and like main um, points like of Jolene, um, she gave me ideas for. Like one of the big things was, um, and one of the best pieces of advice was to incorporate girls from Cheetahs when we were at Cheetahs. And I'm like super grateful for that piece of advice because it's amazing that like, you know, there's people like Malice and, you know, Erica and Veronica who are from Cheetahs uh, who did the show and did my event and like, you know, mentored the newer girls. You know, they like, there's so much value in their experience as having danced for how long they've danced for. Uh, like one of my favorite moments, honestly, is like the first night we did it was um, Ryder, one of the uh, girls that I used to dance with at um, originally, she was on stage. And I remember just coming out of the back room and Malice was sitting there at front after she'd done her set, tipping, tipping out all the newer girls. And that was, that's honestly like one, like, one of the best moments, in my opinion, that I feel where it's like, okay, I'm kind of on the right path, yeah. you know? That's good that there's a positive community because I know that's not always the case in strip clubs. Yeah, you know, there's usually that catty. I mean, I dealt with that cattiness, you know? Especially yeah. when I started, like, I was the only girl that was really strong on stage sets. And there was, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, there was girls who were catty with me just because of that. But, like, Honestly, there's like so much love and nurturing in the back room that I want to go in the back room bag. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really appealing. <laughs> I used to be allowed to go in the back room once when I was like uh, this girlfriend that I went out with for a real long time. She started dancing like I went in there with her. Mm-hmm. Like she went to audition. And she was really pretty, so she got the job pretty quick. And then that was her life. She kind of turned into one of those people. So I, I kind of thought it was cool because I was always allowed to go back in there yeah. and I knew all the girls and everybody liked me and she would give me money and then I'd go back out of the club and give it to some other girls to give me a dance. So everybody wins. Yeah. But it did seem like uh, if it's really young, they, they it's a, you get a bad, uh, well, I guess it's not bad. It's probably not. If it's young, it's because in Australia, you can start early. I think she was 18. So it's just, just to see how gross we are because maybe – I didn't. I was like, I really like sleeping with every, with with girls. And then when I'd go to the club, I'd see a guy sitting next to me who's like trying to look up 
into her vagina. <laughs> and I'd go, man, that's, you're fucking gross, dude. You know what I mean? And I, I, it might be a friend of mine or it might have even been my girlfriend. I'm watching this dude who's trying to get lower on the table so that he can see in the hole. And I'm yeah. like, do you need to see in the fucking hole, dude? Mm-hmm. You're gross. And then I'm watching her look at him and they can see he's taking something from her. She's like, oh, yeah. oh, wow, you you really, you really like fuck my face. You just want to see in my hole and you don't give a fuck. In a real, mm-hmm. skies sometimes have this face where it's, I'm like, I don't want to know you. Are you the same species as me? Because I'm bummed out that I am. Because I don't, I like everybody and I want to sleep with a lot of people too, but I'm not going to, it's just, like, I've never been cold with it. You know, like well, I just didn't. We talked about it before on numerous podcasts before. It's like, it's that predator prey. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know, the, where like straight males and look, myself included, you, we have, you have to work past that that relationship where you view women as prey and See, you're, you're on a really hunt. horny guy too. You have I'm the very same horny. thing as me. Yes. You can be possessed by it. Like I've had girls dance where I'm just like, uh, I don't know anymore. You know, I'm just like, uh, I don't know what the fuck happened. I'm an idiot. I've gone, but I've never just you know, let me. Fuck. I, don't, I don't know. This this that where, where I can just tell some guys. Yeah have that attitude. As soon as they walk in there, I'm like, man, you're the guys that make us all look bad. You know, because yeah. as a horny guy, I'm like, I'm, I probably want to have sex more than this guy. But you're just going about it the whole wrong way. Like there's no, you, no there's no manners in it. And do, people you think that, do you know this face? Do you yeah, know what oh, I know this face. Oh, I know <laughs> this face so much. How does it make you feel when you um, see it? I mean… I don't give a fuck if they're like sitting there and tipping, but most of the times they're like sitting there ogling and yeah. they're the ones that are like, oh, I'm just in here for a drink. Right. And it's like, uh, go to a fucking regular bar. Right. Nice. But like, there's a scam to it too. Yeah. Like, they're like, they don't do the best thing is to like get like a dance without giving any of them any money. And I'm like, yeah. is it? Is it? Because it it's their fucking job. I hate that. Oh, I will that follow them great. to the ATM after. I'm like, no, you're pulling out money right now. Nice. I'm, yeah. And then awesome. I'll get you kicked out of the club. But I like, Low-key kind of prefer them because like you know their deal. You know what box they fit in. I would low-key like prefer them over the guys who come in and who are like super like, you know, have that like Prince Charming syndrome. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, you know, they come in and they're like, oh, I'm going to be like Captain Save-A-Ho. But like, you know, I don't really want to get invested in your life. But I want to like feel good about myself and look good. So I'm going to like pretend that like, to treat you like a human, but like really, I'm still gonna keep you at a distance. Yeah, yeah. yeah it know? only goes so far. Yeah, because it, it's that blurred lines that I fucking hate. Because it's like these guys, it's it's clear. Yeah, and you know nice. that creep. Yeah, it's whatever. But like, it's the <laughs> other ones where it's just like, Ugh. well, Jason brings up a interesting, like an interesting point. It's hard to kind of define it, but he's right that there's no one can speak with more experience than Jason and I about being horny and loving, you know, things that- Yeah, we're getting old. I've met like a lot of dudes, a lot of people, you know what I mean? A lot of, hey, I'm fucking super horny. I'm like, no one's ever passed me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm never, I'm like, you know what guys? I'm going to bed. Nope. That never, I didn't say that. It's like, there's, there's, we can speak from experience of being super horny, but- He jerks off halfway through yoga classes. I have to. (laughs) I have to. I mean, I'm used to, I'm like, I'm struggling through your classes, so great for you. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. I, I just can't know take if he it. takes a break right now, it's because he's jerking off on you. I took care of that this morning. I mean, that's um, fine. <laughs> but but there's, all, there's like a thing where I think some guys, I'm just so happy that there's a naked girl there. And I'm excited that I'm like, 
wow, fantastic. You have offered me this. I am so happy. I love this. I am pleased. Um, there's other guys where it's like, that belongs to me. Yeah, you know you're what it do, is? You're, you're doing me a service and I I, I deserve this. You have you the know? same thing oh, as me. Yeah. You see yourself in them. Because I see, I'm like, you're fucking naked. Yeah. In front of everybody. Yeah. If I was up there naked in front of everybody right now, I would want everybody to not look at me like this guy over here right. yeah. and give me some money. You know, like, <laughs> and, like, even if you don't like me, go, hey, that's yeah. a good dance. Like, I'm fucking naked. Like, yeah. a, a, anybody who knows. Yeah, super I mean, vulnerable. Yeah. I guess maybe a lot of people haven't done it, but I have. You know, I've been naked for other reasons because nobody wants to pay me to see me naked. I want to see you naked but I've been, and, dancing, thanks, and dancing. But I've been on the Stern Show naked, you know, and this was like, into, this is my job. It was entertainment. But if everyone had gone, or, oh, you know, I, I, like if Stern had gone, oh, tried to go low and see in my butthole, I would have been like, what the fuck, dude? I'm a human being. You know, oh so it's God. that it's that quick. You should try to go good dance in West Hollywood then, and you'll definitely feel what the girls feel. Oh, yeah. The Wait, people those that are the just guys stand that sit on stage. those tables with the little jock strap things? Yeah. I would yeah. fucking do that. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd do that too. Yeah. Because I, I know that there'd be dudes that would be like, hey, and I'd be like, hey. And that's all I need. Yeah. If there's one guy's like, man, that guy has way too many tattoos. I don't like that. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck, dude. But if, as long as I know that there's a couple people in there that want to blow me because I'm up there. <laughs> Well, that's I because dance, I'll just dance for them. You know? That's because you both look like trade, and I mean, like, trade, trade. Okay, so okay. oh, this is awesome. We're, 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 le- to we're gonna learn some more queer lingo. So, trade originally like started off as like you know someone that a hot guy that was attractive that you would have to trade something to sleep with. So either mm. a place to stay. Drugs or money. Oh, drugs, Hold on. Drugs for sure. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally in. Um, yeah. But now it just it means like a hot guy. But usually like yeah, trade. Trade some. But or trade worthy. But yeah. trade is usually like usually like on the DL, discreet about their like sexuality. But like also like the biggest signifier of trade is like someone you who when you're walking down the street and it's you and them, you would walk to the upper, other side of the street. So it's like you're like. Oh, they're hot, but they look like they would beat me up. But they also look like they might want to like fuck my brains out, you know. Mm. Um, so it's very like that vibe. That's trade. Thank and you. Now it's just been kind of reduced to like a hot guy that's like super mask, super straight passing, and like a lot of like queer lingo. We but, should do it, Mark. Yeah. yeah. For the podcast. I, that I would be an if, excellent podcast. I wonder if the Abbey would hire us. I was just us about to say Oh that. my God. Yeah, I mean. I would love to Let's do find out. I would like take a like a boner pill. So <laughs> we like, can text the guy so right now. <laughs> I had like almost kind of half a boner. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. and like, because they, they have the jock strap things where yeah. they're, they, they chub up and they get their dick to sit over their balls. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of bounce. Well, they it. use a yeah. cock ring. Cock rings, yeah. They use oh, cock they rings. Yeah. And, of course they oh, do. Dude, we're cock ring. Oh my God. I'm going to use like a like a baseball donut. You know, like a, like a big thing. Just, if, just I like, just, if I have like my full bone and it's still in my shorts, is that okay? I don't think you can have full bone because, you know, alcohol laws. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean alcohol laws? Liquor, like liquor laws. You can't, saying, you, can't, you can't serve alcohol in a place where a guy has a full boner on your yeah. table. Yep. Yeah. Or like titties out, yeah. you know. But the half chub is fun. Yeah, half chub is, the, you yeah. know, it's a little fluffed. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I was still like working in West Hollywood, like… I remember going back up and this was like the best part for like all the drag queens. Was we would go up and all these like hot guys are like standing up. I mean, you can tell there was like a little bit of like exhibitionism to it. But they would be standing in the corner just like on their phone. Just like fluffing themselves up. And it's like… Sweet. Yeah. 
That could be you. I'm. That's how I start a dinner party. I'm normally. seriously. Oh, I food. mean, Love. sounds like a very interesting dinner party. I, I mean, what's I, being served? I'm totally into it. I think we could do it. I think we could do a good job. <laughs> Remember how I did that photo shoot the other day for Out Magazine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I fucked you for that. that. Yeah, we go. The last shoot of the night was I had to wear like a really see-through long white t-shirt mm. and have no clothes on. And then they were going to spray me with a water bottle so you could see my dick bulge in the bottom of the t-shirt. Sure. And I was like, I don't. Yeah, man, very... I, I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I want to make sure that my dick looks good for the photo. Absolutely. So I was like, I got to try and chub up a little bit. And I tell her we go. We're behind the the backdrop for the photo, and the photographers and the designers are like on the other side. And I'm like, I got to chub up a little bit for this photo. And she just drops to her knees in front of me, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I need. To you know, like just be erect in it. Like, <laughs> I was, but I mean, I mean, I knew, I knew when her knees hit the ground yeah. that those people that were about you know fourteen feet over there, they fucking saw it. They knew that she dropped her knee, and I'm like, come back up, come back up. Yeah. I don't. Don't you just, think? Let me just pull on it for a second. Don't you think the photographers for a photo shoot where they're asking a guy to spray water on his penis to make it more visible for out magazine? Just seeing someone get fluffed. They yeah. were probably like, oh, it, there you go, Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, but I think- You weren't taking a photo shoot for Vanity Fair. You know what? I bet you that was that doesn't happen all the time where a girl gets on her knees in front of the probably guy. That's tea. The that was probably tea. Yeah. Come on. They're, they're pretty gay, these guys. Yeah. They're very gay. That's tea. They, they're probably like, just used the to like- The guys, you know, I mean, everybody there was a, was a gay guy except Katie. My question for you guys is, do you think Jason, can, Jason and I can go all like straight to the Abbey? I mean, that might be shooting a little high. I mean, have you seen them dance? I mean, should they we text terrible. the booker know, for dancers? Funny. What's that? Should we text the guy who books all the dancers? You in, your dick's not that big. Yes. And he talks about it all the time. I'm not mean. But you're <laughs> fitter than me. So you, yes. and, and it's this G-string thing. So they do, they just, they fucking have their hand on the pole. One of them, they just go, I can do that. Mm-hmm. We could yeah. get you. They, 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 I swear, I've seen a guy just do that for an hour. There I'm was like, you haven't done any. <laughs> there was one guy who I was like always just like so puzzled about, like could not dance on beat. Was just like dance like the whitest of white boys, but like would still get so much money. You would he's still hot, get right? all these old guys just being yeah, like they handing put the money him. in their pants. I remember See, him. I could do that twenties. Like I was put like your <laughs> money in my pants. <laughs> But I think we should like we should really go with like a costume or a theme. Like you can't have it. You can't have it's undies, bro. I understand, but like undies, but you You can have fancy. You have like you have like a crocodile Dundee hat and the undies. Oh my god, you could have a a big cowboy hat for sure. Like a big knife. Oh no, no, no knives, no weapons in gay clubs. You remember? What about about in gay clubs? There's no knives in clubs. No clubs in general. What the fuck is like especially gay bars? No machetes in gay bars. Guys just shanking all night. Okay, and then I'll do like a Mexican wrestling mask. You can't do that. You can't have your face hidden. What about I mean, what about like you're you're, you're a, a what is it again? I forgot it already. A trade? You're you're a trade, trade, man. Don't don't cover half your okay. trade. Yeah. Just get the undies that have like a little animal on it, like but an like, elephant yeah. trunk yeah. or something. Yeah. But I mean, even with the guys' underwear now, they have like little pouches that really enhance your bulge. I noticed yeah. so. It's like women in the bras. They have the cutlet thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the Abbey, the later it gets, like in the inside room, there's like rails where they hold the rails and dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, there's yeah. still, 
they're still they're fit and they're going they're going they're not dancing they're like look at the abs look at my look, that, it's yeah. not you know a, why it's not a, because they're for the stimulation of other men. Yeah. yeah. Other men don't care about your quality yeah, of dancing. Yeah. They want to see a hot body. <laughs> no, exactly. They want to see a yeah. hot body in underwear. Yeah. Splits up be like, man, yeah. show yeah. me your dick. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> Guys are results oriented. Yes. You don't want it's great that you could do a backflip. Show me your cock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we could make this happen. I think we could do a Jason Ellis book release party at the Abbey. <gasps> we could do a podcast there. You guys could dance. The book it could release be a party whole is a great thing. idea. Maybe Abby would let, because this is the other thing. And you might I mean, the Abbey is more. super straight now. Is well, it? okay, that yeah. might because I'm, I'm. It's not- like you go there and it's like half the people. It's like, I mean, like. The biggest tea that's like going on with like the Abbey is that like girls get roofied there all the time. Uh, we saved, I saved I a guy. I feel like I've been roofied there. I we had, saved a guy, yeah. remember? Yeah. Guy was trying to rape a guy up against a tree. Yeah. And, oh, uh, and, I, and I noticed rolling, like an hour like, beforehand, I was in there and a guy bumped into me and I turned around like fucking idiot and, I, and his face was gone. Like, oh, and I was no. like, oh, no harm, no foul. You don't even know you're here. And then I saw that guy an hour later when I'm leaving, when the club's closed, and it's a tree that's like uh, on a, it's slanted on an angle like that out on the side on the sidewalk, and this dude's on it on his back with a dude over the top of him. Gross old like, guy, just dude. roping just, the fuck ugh. out of him. And I'm like, hey, that I said there, I'm like, hey, that's that guy that was gone the other like an hour ago. And I go over there, and because I'm like, he doesn't even really look like he's conscious, and he's sure enough, he's like out kind of on the tree while this dude's just. Having his way. He had and I his go, hands under his armpits so it looked like they were holding each other, oh, but he was holding him no. up. We oh, made him no. step away. Oh, this guy just Bernie fell. Sex. So I had to say, yeah. hey, man, oh. you, are you good, dude? And he's like, yeah, he's good. I'm like, let him say it. And I'm like, dude, it's not good, dude. I'm like, it looks to me like you're groping an unconscious he, guy. He and you're terrifying looking. <laughs> he went to pick this guy up and yeah. the guy's like, trying to lick Jason, who he doesnn't know. Like, yeah. he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But I had to almost fight the guy. And then I called... I told him, I was like, if you don't go, I will beat the shit out of you. Yeah. So th- here's my final offer. So that's when he like got <laughs> off. Deal or no deal. Yeah, that's when yeah. he got off him. But I called the like the fire brigade and the police and everybody came. The dude like got taken in an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because I was trying to have sex with him. And you might have saved, aside from oh, you saved him from OD'd. rape, you, you probably might have saved his life. Yeah. He was, yeah. He, got, he was gone. But well, because like, you know, especially with like GHB, like it's, you know, a lot of… With alcohol that can kill you. It can uh-huh. it literally, you know, especially, you know, coming from a harm reduction standpoint and like having like been sober and like knowing people who have like passed away because they had a bad batch of GHB right. or, you know, fucked up with their dosing. Like GHB like is one of those ones that yeah. like are really like, if you don't get help <laughs> right away, you are fucked. Yeah, Katie and I have done it a bunch of times, and, yeah. it was, and doing With it and and drinking is just no. like I don't really I like never. living anymore. That's yeah. usually this the, when you start mixing those, you're like, eh, fucking, I've, mm-hmm. yeah, I've lived a great life. Yeah, because that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes your body tells you that uh, you don't have to do it for your body; it tells you on your own. Like you'll just pass out. Yeah, right. I have this this tooth right here yeah. is oh, uh, no. completely epoxied because I. Um, was drinking GHB and partying. I was I was some shithole in Riverside, and uh, oh, I don't remember this. Terrible but we place. Went so Riverside. We went into the uh, yes, I was in. <laughs> so I went into the stall to do blow with my friend, and I don't remember any of this. But he says we were we got into the stall, we closed the door, 
And I turned around and looked at him and he said, it looked like I got shot by a sniper. I just, <laughs> with my eyes open, I just fell straight forward and fucking smashed <laughs> my head on the toilet. Oh that was the end of their night. But, they had to take me to the hospital. And- yeah. All right. On that note, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be back with more High and Dry. Hey, everybody. We're back. High and Dry. Daphne's here. We're talking about the Abbey and what a great establishment it is. <laughs> I enjoy it. One time, uh, we hooked up with guys at the Abbey. Remember, Katie? Oh, that's true. We met these two guys at the Abbey. You had met them. I sort of walked into this hornet's nest. Oh. (laughs) There was just this electric buzz of cock that Katie walked into. Well, anyway, she walked into it, and and within a few seconds, I remember looking over, and one of the guys was making out with Katie. He put drugs in my mouth. Oh, that's… For sure. That's that's kind of new. Oh, we we both got… Yeah, Mm. bro. But it was I hard. I wouldn't have known because you said he put drugs in my mouth and then went like this. I, know, I have automatically I assumed you're talking about blow. Oh, Do no. I still have a bug? No, you don't. Um, you're no, good. I don't see it. Thank good. you. Good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah, that, that's it. Friendship. That's friendship. Yeah, no, it totally was. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, no, I sit down and he's sitting with these guys and one of them's talking. He's like, oh, hi, you're so pretty. It just makes out with me. And I was like, all right, <laughs> whatever. But then I'm like, man, that tastes weird. Like, why does it taste bitter? Oh. You know, that like bitter taste. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> wow, well, hydrate if it's jizz. It, I think it was MDMA because yeah, I know, think it was. It, so I'm, I go to drive home later, and I'm looking at my phone for directions because we're living in the valley, and I'm seeing like light tracers oh, off my no. phone. I was like, "Fuck." Okay. But then we went back to the house, and then uh, like I hooked up with one guy, and the other guy hooked up with her for like I don't like a long. Yeah, like I remember there in the pool, hot. and he was uh, licking a pussy Munching for like an puss. hour. You know, and that's usually very rare yeah, for gay couples to do that. Yeah. Most of them are very like, ooh, let me be a gold star gay. I know, because every time there I was, was a time there yeah. when yeah. Katie and I first could were sleeping with guys and girls, I was like, you know, it'd be better to have you there with me. And if I met a guy, then I'd bring him in over to the house and one guy I'd done stuff with him before. And then I did the exact same thing in front of Katie. Literally he, sitting in a chair in the room, like not even on the bed or anything, like just he, there. He wasn't. It ruined it for yeah, me. Yeah, he, like he didn't get say hard. it, but he could, it wasn't hot, and I knew it. Yeah, I'm like, this is not. We're disgusting just, female. It's, Leave. It's so weird, right? To have. <laughs> I mean, it's everyone else thinks I'm weird for liking both, but I, I, I think you're weird for, like, it's if it's if it's hot. How does that? Like, I'm trying to think of a who's the person that if I'm having sex with her and they're there. They've ruined it. Larry Donald King. Trump. No, Larry King's not ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, That's the difference for me. You're a special, really? you're a special oh, guy. Oh, okay. okay. Hmm. Come All on. Right. Yeah, go. <laughs> Don't say my mom. That's not fair. No, no, no. Bill Cosby. What? Just because I'm going to kill him before I right fuck now. him? Right yeah, now. Like, you're telling me you wouldn't be completely <laughs> distracted if Bill Cosby's in a chair. Not even doing anything. Just sitting there going, hey, hey, hey. And you're fucking <laughs> plowing away at someone. Yeah, no, that would stop me. Yeah. But that would only stop me because… I think that I should probably kill him first before him up, right. anybody gets him. No, not beat him up. Kill him. Okay. Before the authorities stop me. And then I'll have sex with her later. <laughs> I'll, not, get, if I'll get back to business if when I'm done If it was somebody here. else that was going, hey, 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 I'm still fucking. I'm still fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just him. Okay. I yeah. got one. I go, know I go. know this would bother you. James Hetfield. No. Yet. He'd be extra the only hard. Way with that, the only if way he was that, sitting <laughs> in a chair and he's like, ooh, yeah, yeah. And oh, you're no, just, as long as he's going, oh yeah. If he's going, if but if he's like, oh fuck, dude, I don't need to see this. Then that would, then I could not do it because I don't want to let James down. But if James <laughs> yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. if James is like, yeah, yeah, I would be. 
that would be the hardest fucking you ever got in your life. <laughs> That'd be a bad uh, idea. I'd be seriously hurt. Uh, Everybody would be right. hurt for that. I changed my tune. See, then. you can't. There's and nobody. You're right. You're right. Okay, I, Mike Catherwood. No, I don't. No, nah, fuck him. I'm fucking you. You're fucking in yeah, front just of Mike. Especially, yeah, okay. yeah. Look, I've uh, there's a couple times. One time I had sex with somebody in front of, uh, like in front of my friend, and we were skateboard pros, and we weren't. I'm not into him. He's not into me. We're not doing that. Yeah. But it had to be done. Yeah. That's yeah. so and, weird. And I've and done. Can, well, I've done. And it so can it. be done. My my friends have watched me fucking. I've watched them fuck. It just. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, would it be better if you left? Yeah. Yeah. But these times don't. They weren't coming as often back then. And I was like, we're going right now. See, yeah. I can't do that. Like, even when I'm like scrolling on Tumblr or Twitter and I see my friend's porn, I'm like, hee hee, I'll like it so you can go up in the algorithm, but I'll like move up along. Yeah. Not me. And I, I love every- my friends. They're fucking hot. But like, I'm still like… <laughs> I, will, I'm, I think it's like 70% everybody I watch in porn is on Twitter. Yeah. And they're my friends. Yeah. That's why I follow them. Every now and then I'll see them have sex with someone else where I'm like, ooh… And then I'm following somebody else and now I'm watching her or right his now. stuff. but And I don't know them. But it all based from one of my friends putting up a post going, this bitch is hot as fuck. And I'm like, I agree. I would say I have started watching Nikki and Lee 10 <laughs> times more Ooh. since I've gotten to know them. You know, so there's something… I can see how people would be not into watching their friends. But now I'm like way more… The more I know people, the more I'm like, yeah, let's… I, I'm the same way. Because yeah. I'm like… What is that yeah. like? Yeah. What do yeah. you what, what's going on? Because it is kind Please of strange. Send me that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> like I'll support my friends and like help move them up in the algorithm. But like, you know, like I'll go like hook up with a guy sometimes. They'll be like, oh, like what type of porn can I put on? And I'll be like, do not put trans porn on because they're all my friends. Right. Yeah. And I love them, but like I just I don't know. What porn do you like to watch? I mean, I love watching two guys just like fucking right. getting it on. I mean… Into I groups think, at all? I mean… It depends. Like some groups can just get a little bit like, okay, this is like a bit too much. But like <laughs> something about like two guys that are real into each other and real into it. It's just… It's all about the chemistry. Yeah. yeah. If it's just like hardcore like, ha, And like just that like, yeah. you know, ridiculous noise. And it's just… Like someone posted a clip where like the guy was like… Hitting her head against the fucking couch. And I was like, how is that fucking… Yeah, mo- a lot of times <laughs> the straight porn is hard nice for me sometimes. to watch because the ratio of that happening happens it's so much that I… And, and it, like I just… Usually I just want it to be on in the background while I'm doing stuff with her mm. or myself. <laughs> so I don't really focus on the whole thing unless you are doing something where I'm like, I don't think somebody's enjoying themselves in this video. I think this is acting. And I'm like, now I can't have it on at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Taking me out of it. Yeah, it has to be people that are super into themselves. That, I've gotten into, into each other. compilations now for that reason. Because… <laughs> Highlight reels. Yeah. Like it'll be like… If I, if I just want to see like Doggy Style or if I just want to see Cum Shot. Like I'll just do a Cum Shot compilation. Those because, are great. Because that way I don't have to deal you, with I the scene of the… Oh yeah! You fuck! <laughs> the other, yeah, you fucking like that. The other you thing, like that. Ah. The other thing with the, with the, like the Cum Shot… Like the sequences of them is… You want to… There used to be a time where I'd want to jizz when the guy jizzes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so if it's just constant jizz shots, then I can just take my time. Right. And I'd be like, you know what? Any minute now, if I feel like jizzing, someone's jizzing too. So, I mean, we're all jizzing together no right. matter what. You, you want to have jizz synchronicity. That's yes, how it is. Jizz. You know what wow. I mean? In a perfect world, all men jizz yeah. at the same time and then we <laughs> fight. You know, I think that that might make the world a, like 
make the world a better place if everyone just came at the same time. That's what We Are the World was about. A lot of yeah. people don't know that. But Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder sat down and they were just fucking beating it. And <laughs> that's a that's an impossible. That didn't happen. <laughs> that did not How happen. How do you know? <laughs> because I don't think Michael wants to jizz with older people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, true. Just, a, that's just a hunch. It's <laughs> just a hunch. <laughs> um, I have a, a, a what may be a dumb question, but I think a lot of people are confused in the same way I am. That obviously there's some crossover between drag and trans, but there is a clear. There's also yeah. a difference. Mm -hmm. um, what what is the delineating line between just being a drag performer yeah. and then being actual? So like drag performer, like you know, I feel like drag is just you know from how it originally started, it was like you know playing like a caricature, mm. a ma a male identified person playing a caricature of a woman. That's how it started with like Shakespeare, and that's how it started with like drama and like plays. Um, Back in the old days. But like, you know, so I would say the main signifier is that like at the end of the day, a, dra a drag queen takes the wig, takes the makeup, takes it all off and lives their life as a male. Right. And a trans person doesn't, you know, ever stop being a That's woman. That's who they are. That's yeah. yeah. And I but, mean, but there's, I guess my confusion would come yeah. with a trans woman who also is a drag performer. Yeah. Like, so, so it, it, you just kind of layer it on top, you know? Like, um, so, like, I guess, like, you know, really what it is is just, like, you know, like, playing up… It's almost like playing up this hyper-femininity. Sure. Okay. So, like, you know, a trans woman can still do that. A uh, cis woman can still, you know, all… Drag is just… It's sort of become this thing. It's, like, it is what you make of it. Like, I mean, there's… You know, San Francisco is known for like their bearded drag queen. So it has that sort of like gender fuck sort of like vibe to it. Like um, Matthew Anderson was the one who like really took that like beyond to where it is. But like at the end of the day, drag is just like a caricature of femininity in whatever direction you want to take it. And it, some, sounds, it sounds like you use it a little bit on your way. Like you weren't, you were weren't trans yet and you were doing that before you like as you were trying to be a, you were becoming a woman and this is another version of like a starter kit almost yeah i mean i i mean when i got first start gone got, first got started in nightlife like i tried to be like a go-go boy and like was trying to bulk up and like trying to work out and take do all the things to like wait you didn't think you were a woman i mean for the longest time, I knew I was more feminine. But like, again, like, you know, in gay male culture, like, especially in Orange County, it's like, you know, the thing that's most like put on a pedestal is hyper masculinity. And so you felt like you had to like push to this like certain aesthetic of having the muscles and being this big old macho guy. And like femmes, femmes like, you know, I mean, you know, being on Grindr, like a lot of guys will say, you know, mask only, no Asians, no blacks, no this, no that. So there's a lot of racism and misogyny and femphobia in it's not gay that culture. Much. Oh, it's real, real, it's real present. You're a masked looking person. So you don't. I know, but I'm on Grindr that. too. I see people, it's very rare that I see that. Well, because post. they got shamed. They, or not so much shamed, but they, a lot of those people get called out. But it's still in their preferences, you know? And so… I just always… 
just take that as the hardest person to deal with on the planet. But yeah. we you have like one thing that you, I will not do this or yeah. that. I'm like, fuck off. Uh, well, okay. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I can't imagine not being into certain types of chicks just because. But is it necessarily discriminatory to say like people, when people do have legitimate preferences? Like if, I mean, you know what? I just realized in my profile, it says I don't, if you're a teen, don't bother. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Like, okay, that's for, okay. But that's If I was on a dating website, if I was single, I would definitely put yeah. no one under 30. Yeah. Right. Is that discriminatory of me or is that just no. what I, I like? That's older a women. preference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, but like to say no Asians, no fats, no femmes. No fats. No, yeah, see, I feel like you're saying, uh, you're doing racist. the same thing as me where you're like, I'm not a fucking pedophile and I don't right. want to get anywhere near it. Yeah. That's my, like, it's, it's I don't really know. I feel like uh, as a 48-year-old man, what is in my brain versus what is in your 19-year-old brain, it's it's not, I don't see the chances of this actually being something you actually really want to do. Right. I don't think you know who you are yet. So that's why I don't want to sleep with you. But when I don't want to sleep with a black person or an Asian person, yeah, or I put it person. in my profile, yeah. I'm here to fuck everybody except this one and this one. Yeah. That one, that's for whose safety is this? Yeah, for? no, I guess you're when you get into race, it's now you're just being. But I was racist. thinking more of yeah. like when when she was saying, um, no, no femme, or or I prefer, like I I think it's perfectly reasonable for so yeah, for even too. like 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 what if a straight woman put in her profile, I really like buff, super buff guys, no yeah. no beta. Yeah, male. that's like saying if like, you're into uh, bears and so stuff what? like that, you that know? means that you're not into twinks or right trans, I think that's and that's cool, that's right? fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see. What about the trans only? You get that a lot, right? Oh well, yeah, because there's a lot of straight guys that are on right. there that only people have hit me up before saying, "Hey, man, I'm into trans too. We should team up." I'm Aww. like blocked. Yeah, like <clears throat> what the fuck do I, I want to hold hands with somebody for and meeting a trans? Girl? I'm very, very surprised by how many of my straight friends are. Um, it'd be one thing if they were really interested in trans women. They're obsessive. And like to the point, like I would, I would classify it as, as uh, a fetishizer. Fetish, They're chasers, I, and I'm not uh, chasers. Yeah, like, yeah, tranny chasers. Uh, it's 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 uh, it was alarming to me. Like I, I'm not that, am I? I. It seems like you're into everyone. I mean, like I would say, like a tranny chaser is someone who, like, chases like trans women just. Or and see us just as our bodies. Like right. they're the ones who would be like, "Oh, if you got um, SRS, I would never want to see you again." What's that? Uh, sexual reassignment. Yeah. Oh. Or are nope. it's sexual sexuality me. like affirming surgeries? You know, mm -hmm. the beard one would be weird. Jason's a penis friction chaser. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is, as long as you can provide friction to that's Jason's not, penis. Man, that sounds really brutal. I'm a mind fucker, bro. <laughs> All right, I want to fuck your soul. <laughs> that has to yeah. be the quote of this podcast. It, I yeah. swear, yeah. I feel like that because I've done a lot of press. I've been doing fucking three days straight of it. Yeah, having gay straight everybody interview me. It's funny how many people still want to say top or bottom. Even the gay guys want to ask me that, which I always feel like. It's still borderline. You just want the sensation of the answer. Mm -hmm. Like when a straight guy says, so you fucking take it in the ass as well. And I'm like, oh, I get, you're not, you don't even really want to know. You just want me to say it. You so want you to know. demoralize you. Oh, it's getting fucked in the ass, you guys. He wants to embarrass yeah. you. That, that's right, but definitely when a, when a gay guy asks me that, I'm like, are you sensationalizing this as well? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to know what we do if we hooked up? Right. That's usually the case probably. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah. I mean, I, I, why I, else I would you ask? Well, that? I mean, like you also want to know if you need to like be like starve yourself and like clean out your asshole Good to point. be ready for that. Got to You know. Wait, you starve yeah. yourself for it? I the like real like the hardcore bottoms will be right. like I'm gonna like they fast clean yeah they, they fast. do a fast <laughs> they eat a salad <laughs> you know take their modium take their psyllium husk you know that sounds uh, to me I'm more interested in fucking that ass than say my one who's like oh this might happen tonight I'm like alright I'm washing out I don't I don't know what I had but I also had Postmates an hour ago yeah yeah, yeah but I don't uh, I guess I still I've had. I've had accidents. Man, here we go again, huh? Old poopy Jason. You know what? It's… Jason Ellis. Old poopy Jason. Shit fucked out of his ass. Uh, It happened. Shit happened. Shit happened. Literally. And I think… I've shit on a dick. It's fine. It's… (laughs) Yeah. You get up and you just wash it off. That's that's the territory. If you're going to play in the backyard, you might get some mud. Like, you know… That's why he, it is weird because yeah. I remember the first time that accident ever <laughs> happened to me, and it was oh obviously a long time ago, and it wasn't my butt because I wasn't anywhere near oh. playing with my butt. But somebody just, you know, I mean, shot off on me, and I and I was, it, it was, you know, what I mean, like I drank a lot for like a couple of months after that because I was, first of all, not PTSD. out. I wasn't even <laughs> sure if I was gay or bi or anything. I just. I'd hooked up with one trans girl and 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 I went to her apartment and she lived with a guy and then she left and that guy was like, hey, come hang out with me. And all of a sudden now I'm sleeping with a guy, not a trans girl. Wasn't really the plan, but I was like, I still feel like I'm attracted to this. And I was like, okay, cool. And then started going at it and then just boom, all oh. over me. Like what? And I was like, no. Yeah. And he's like, you can just go in the chair. And I was like, eh. Like walking to the like, oh, and he like turns it on for me, and I'm just like, oh, oh, like I'm like I don't even know how to put my hand on my own genitals to like get some of it no. off. I think I was probably like but, 19, no. or something, I don't know. Like but that's why we have to young, have these man. conversations, yep. you know. So really people, yeah, next day, day after, like I'd have flashes of it and be like, Whoa. oh, man. like you think it was traumatizing for you, but imagine how like awful that other person feels like rethinking themselves like oh my god like yeah. I didn't do enough like I'm like oh like you know so it's like that's why we have to have these conversations it's just like it's real just like how like it has I, made it way better and it's made me understand more about how uh, for the longest time uh, guys kissing was difficult for me like I, and I always I'm like okay so somebody can blow you but you're gonna get uncomfortable if they try and kiss you that's weird dude yeah. like you gotta fucking really analyze that and probably talk to your therapist about it because that's not right. So, but I think it was just, I grew up in such a straight environment, more like all my straight friends can't match me in straight. I'm a Neanderthal, fire, jump, I'll fucking jump. I'm fearless. And it's all to be like, yeah, that's all I've like known my whole life. So to be, I was just raised to like when two guys are kissing, that's, that's like uh, I was raised. If you won't jump this jump on this dirt bike right now, mm-hmm. not only are you a bitch, don't fucking call me anymore. We're not friends because I don't fucking hang out with pussies. That's what I, I wonder, was trained I wonder, though, to believe. I mean, obviously, certainly a lot of it's social. It's enculturation. Yeah. We're taught from a very young That's age. That's my family. Man, woman. There man, was no woman. social. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, yeah. I, without question, there's a, a huge component of it that is is socialized. But I do wonder if if some of it isn't just 
DNA. I mean, if it's animal, you know, like where a male of a male that nature species, versus nurture, where you just kind of like let you know where your brain is like no, no because the manly part right. is that that's the thing. People when guys make out with each other, that's not a, like it's still manly. You didn't lose any. That, that's the thing. Yeah. Like in, you're, it's not in your blood. You raised. I believe a lot of people, men and women, want to jump stuff, want to be aggressive. Sure. That that's like in your blood for sure. To but thrill like, yourself, yeah. But to be like, if if this guy's making out with this guy, that is in my blood to cringe at that. That's not. I fucking completely disagree to that. I believe that that is taught straight yeah. up. It's because like that binary still, thinking. It's love. One, one thing. Yeah. One thing for sure is taught. Whether uh, you know, you can have the debate of like the 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 view of it at, at being kind of like not like I said not not cringing but being unsettling at first. I, I, that that you know we could speculate all you want. The idea of being angry at them yeah. for it is definitely taught. There's a, oh, because yeah. that's that's just preposterous to me. Like like imagining my daughter's five. Like I can't imagine my daughter being like, "There's two people kissing, regardless of what their gender was." Like and being yeah. like, "Damn you! Yeah. Like, <laughs> how dare you, sinner!" You know yeah. that has to be taught to Absolutely. someone. Oh, it's definitely like it's definitely between the nature versus nurture. That's mm -hmm. definitely that hate is like definitely nurtured through like that sort of like binary like education of like this is how this should be and this is how this should be yeah. like man and woman that's it you know and things can change when you think it's impossible mm -hmm. it's not true it can change because mm -hmm. i am it's, it's it didn't happen overnight but i'm totally i wouldn't say, I wouldn't say totally I just i was gonna lie yeah. i'm okay with kissing guys right it's yeah. get it's 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 a thousand times better than it was but it's still got a thousand leaps to go to where i would say that's a, a more appropriate thing where I'm like, yeah, if we're going to have sex, yeah, of course I'll make out with you. Mm. Like if I, me not making out with her and sleeping with her would be the weirdest shit you ever. You do that all the time. No. Oh, what? I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, well, sometimes. you know, that's a perfect Very example. Like, be quiet. No, I never, <laughs> I'm not that guy. Never I've did. always wondered, you know, when I see a 21-year-old guy, you know, on TV or in, on the internet, you know, fucking fags and, and mm. trans, fucking trans, blah, blah, blah. I go, she's, 21 yeah. you know it's, it's not nice but you go like he'll grow up someday and he'll see when i what he's probably super into, into it. In, right yeah exactly yeah. what i don't understand is you know the 45 year old 53 year old people you see on the news and or on the internet these pundits where it's like you've lived your life already you've had a child of your own you you understand how complex and how thing different things are for every person how everyone's life is this this complex intricate series of experiences yeah. and how there's no right or wrong and like how can you still hold this idea yeah. that it's like wrong for this person to live this way well, and right because you stay in your own you stay in your yeah. own lane you did you did 30 40 years of believing that it's a sin or it's gross or it's wrong right and you never did the work and, to educate yourself yeah. and now you and now you're just like seeing some people on the internet saying hey i'm fucking trans respect me what how is that going to make you change your mind yeah, yeah. what about the other 20 years of everybody around you your parents everybody saying it's yeah. it's bad your church yeah. You're, Imagine a fucking bubble. church of everybody. I mean, we all yeah. love everybody except, except gay yeah. people yeah. and trans, like, or whatever. The, yeah. And that's how you were raised since you were a little kid. That is, I, I can't imagine yeah. what that'd be like because I don't have it in me. That's why I can tell my kid doesn't have it in me, in her. Like, I, when I explain to her what gay is, what trans is, what uh, cross dresser, like, all because we boys, it happened in a, in a car drive. Took fucking through Boys Town. Took ten <laughs> oh, minutes. We drove past, and it was a day where there was a bunch of people out there about to perform. And she goes, "What are what are those girls?" And I'm like, 
oh, that's that's like cross dresses. They're like guys all dressed up, glamour. They're gonna do like a big show in there. She's like, wow. I'm like, this is Boys Town. You don't know that? She's like, what's Boys Town? I'm like, Boys Town. It's like the gay community. Yeah. She's like, what's gay? I'm like, oh, well, gays when a guy and a guy like you know they date each other or whatever, and a girl and a girl date each other. And she's in the passenger seat, and she went, huh. Exactly. The end. Yeah. Like yep. because she didn't have anybody in her house. She never heard anybody say that there's anything bad about it. Right. And because of the way the world is now, because of the the media and the kids, she's California lady. So the people that she hangs out with, there's there's people that are already she FaceTimes people around the world that are gay and trans. She's got friends. There's people in school. It's not. It's not. No one has said fuck that. And when they do, it's the same one as. Uh, some dude dropping the N-word at school. Some do, it's it's the same. You know, she knows, and all her friends know that when someone starts saying that he's a, a fag or whatever those ones are, she knows in her common sense brain that that person's a moron and they're angry and they're mean. And it's 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 the same reaction too, where it's like, oh, that guy just called someone, and it's it would be the same thing if someone's in the back in a car behind and they're like, you fucking. My daughter would go, oh. You are not supposed to say that. That she's well aware of it. Everybody is. The only way, like I said, the only way you think that's wrong is because you grew up with somebody that might not have even meant it, but just always was like, "Oh, yeah. homos." Yeah. Well, we all, you yeah. can live your life, but don't go no, near yeah. me. Like when a kid hears their dad <clears throat> say that, that's they're shooting them down. I always look at it. I compare it to. Uh, I'm sorry, but I always compare it to um, like exotic foods. You ever have uh, grow up with kids that only ate like mac and cheese and, yeah. and oh, like, yeah. like grilled cheese? And, I'm Asian, and so, so yeah, right. Yeah. So you get to you get to like 11 years old, 12 years old, and then you go out to you know get get like real Chinese food or yeah. like get um, Indian food, and they're like, "What the fuck? No <laughs> way!" Whereas if you serve a kid Thai food and Indian food since they were three, they're just it just is it's yeah. just, just food, food like any yeah. other food. You know, a kid grows up. I, I I you know I don't. I had a, a certain level of dysfunction in my family, but at the same time, I have to pat my parents on the back because everything was normalized for me. I, I remember distinctly being like, you know, four or five years old and my mother uh, uh, saying to me that our, our family friend, Jerry, who was gay, and uh, the, his boyfriend at the time was named Tom, and I'll never forget oh that. Oh, my God. Tom and Jerry. So oh, my God. But um, she said, uh, you know, Jerry's gay. And I was like, well, what's that? And she's like, well, you know how mommy and daddy love each other? He loves another man like that. And and like exactly like Jason said, I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, can I go watch Transformers yeah. now? It means nothing. It's mm -hmm. literally yeah. meaningless. Because I mean, like, you know, everyone knows like the tea with like the people who are the most homophobic, the most transphobic. It's it's their own innate desire that they had to push down so heavily right. with hate because of just how what they were taught as like a way to protect themselves like i mean at least now like there's a conversation with your kids that like there's different types of people like even when i was in high school like i still had to hide and be in the closet because i didn't want to get beat up right. and like the most unfortunate thing is like when i did come out like and i was like on like a high school sports team i got like you know ousted i was like never like allowed to sit with like all the other people on the team like i the people that like made fun of me and like threw shit on my locker were people that were like my teammates, oh. you know? Um, but like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, they were also Mormon. So it's like, I bet you one or two of them. Wait, you went to school with Mormons? Yeah, it's, it's Orange County. 
Okay. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. There were a few Mormons that the whole for some reason the whole entire volleyball team was Mormon. They were all one family. They were all one family. That's why. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, you know, and like, it's terrible that you had to endure that, and and so many millions of people have to endure any level of discrimination. But a part of me is able to step back, and I actually feel bad for them too. Oh yeah, because like what's going on in their life that they have to outwardly kind of. I don't feel that bad for him. Yeah. No, I mean, not not like I feel bad. It's a not like I feel bad for the victims. You're just bashing this one person who's completely by themselves and thinks everybody hates them. I understand on a little scale of what you're going, what you've gone through, because it's not the same to me. Yeah. It's easy to make. Like you, people, some people be like, "Oh man, you touch dudes. I ain't talking to you anymore. I'll unfollow." Like yeah. people say, "Oh, you don't need to fucking rub it, put it in my nose." Unfollow, and I'm like, "Okay, that hurt a little bit, yeah. but didn't you didn't? I got friends. I got people still." Yeah. It's not the at same. The end and of you, the were, day, you weren't a child. I mean, yeah. that's got to be so hurtful. I know. Fucking yeah. as a teenager. It was hard, but like, I'm grateful for the experience because at least at the end of the day, like, where one of my really good friends, Courtney, she told me, like, don't look into the unknown of the future to like see where your life is headed. Like, look into the past and to like all the little steps, all those experiences that like put you to where you are now. And like, by doing that, like, even though those, though those like there's many like painful experiences like experiences that like I felt like isolated and alone and like I had nobody to talk to. Um, at the end of the day, now the way I see it is that that those experiences push me to go and find who I am and live myself and live my life to my ultimate truth instead of hiding away and living a lie. So in a roundabout way, it helped. Oh. Yeah. It made you strong. It was traumatizing. Sure. And I still have to do a lot of work around like a lot of that isolation and like a lot of like the bullying and like. Probably trust issues too. Oh, imagine. absolutely. Because it was like I had to deal with so many times of like, you know, I was like active in like my church and I was like a youth leader and doing all this stuff. And I had to sit through a whole entire mass sermon when Pop 8 was going around and listen to the priest who was supposed to be like my allies say like, oh, these people are sick, you yeah. know, mm. and listen to that. And so I lost that community. And then also like with high school, like losing that, you know, supposed community of like teammates, like losing that, you know, and like. We've got another team now and it's way cooler. Oh, absolutely. Because it's people that a bunch of like cool ass people who are like living their truth and like taught me how to like not give a fuck about what other people think because there's right. people that genuinely care. It's a more enjoyable enjoyable existence to hang out with a group of people that aren't hiding anything. Exactly. It's like it's just some weird thing about that group mentality of like we're all pretending to be something that's that's more appreciated in this time. So yeah. let's all just live up to that standard. And and when you're in a position where you're not hiding anything. Yeah. You know, no. and you're able to, to truly we're free, bond. baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got to go. Where can we, the Jolene, how do people find when that's going to be? Um, so, Jolene, you can find us um, on Instagram as Other Woman, um, but woman is spelled W O M X N because right. we want to be inclusive of all different types of women. Um, or on my in Instagram, which is at Ethical Drugs, but instead of a U, it's a V. There you go. Very nice. It was right. a real, real pleasure talking to you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, nice. Thanks Thank for being you. on the show. Thanks for bringing me on. All right, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>